Chapter fifty two of Jerusalem to Revelations A Quartet of Spiritual Experience by William Blake and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison. Inferno twenty five. The Eighth Circle. Fraud the seventh trench thieves the thief at the conclusion of his words lifted his hands with both their figs and cried take that o god for tis to thee i show them from that time onward snakes have been my friends for thereupon one coiled around his neck as if to say i'd have thee speak no more another coiling tied his arms together and clinched itself so well in front of him that he could make no use of them at all pistoia ah pistoia why not will to burn to ashes and no longer last since in ill-doing thou excellest thy seed in all of hell's dark rings i have seen no spirit so arrogant toward god not even he who fell down headlong from the walls of thebes without another word he fled away whereat i saw a centaur full of rage come crying where where is the stubborn soul not even marema lie not even marema has so many snakes, I think, as on his crupper that one had, as far as where our human form begins. Upon his shoulders, right beneath his nape, there crouched a dragon with wide-opened wings, and he sets fire to whomsoever he meets. My teacher said, He, yonder, Carcass is, who neath the rocks that form Mount Aventine, oft made a lake of blood. He travels not along the road, or which his brethren go, because of having fraudulently robbed the famous herd which he as neighbour had. This ended his sly deeds beneath the club of Hercules, who may, perhaps, have dealt him a hundred blows whereof he felt but ten while thus he spoke that sinner too made off whereat three spirits came and stood below us whom neither i nor even my leader noticed until they all cried out who then are ye because of which our conversation ceased for afterward we heeded them alone. I knew them not, but so it happened them, as it is wont to do in certain cases, that one perforce employed another's name, saying, But where can Chianfa have remained? Hence, that my leader might give heed, I placed my finger in a line from chin to nose, 
If thou art slow, now reader, to believe what I shall tell, no marvel will it be, for I who saw it hardly grant I did. As toward them I was holding up my brows, lo, a six-footed serpent hurls itself in front of one, and clings to him all over. With both its middle feet it clasped his paunch, and with its forefeet seized upon his arms. Then with its teeth it wounded both his cheeks. It spread its hind feet out along his thighs, and thrusting next its tail between the two, it stretched it upward all along his back. Ivy was never rooted to a tree so fast as round about the other's limbs that horrible wild creature twined its own. And thereupon, as if hot wax they were, they stuck together, and their colours mixed, till neither seemed to be what it had been. Just as a brownish hue precedes the flame on burning paper which is not yet black, while equally the white part dies away. The other two looked on, and each exclaimed, Oh, me, Agnello, what a change is thine! For see, thou now art neither two nor one. Already into one had both heads turned, when we two countenances still beheld, mixed in a single face where both were lost. From the four previous strips two arms were made. The thighs and legs, the belly and the chest, became such members as were never seen. Cancelled therein was every former aspect. The transformed figure seemed both two and none, and thus appearing, slowly moved away. As, like a lightning flash, a lizard looks, if, changing hedges, neath the dog-day's scourge, across a road it passes. Even such a little fiery serpent seemed to me, as toward the bellies of the other two it came, livid and black as peppercorn. And in that part, through which our nourishment is first received, it transfixed one of them, and then fell down, stretched out in front of him, the pierced man gazed at it, but nothing said. Nay, firmly on his feet he stood and yawned, as if attacked by fever or by sleep. He at the serpent looked, and it at him, one through his wound, the other through its mouth, smoked hard, and each smoke with the other mingled. Let Lucan, then, be silent, where he tells of poor Sabellus and Nasidius' fate, and, giving heed, hear what is now proclaimed. Of Cadmus, and of Arethusa, too, let Ovid cease to speak, for though his verse turn him into a snake, and make of her a fount, I grudge him not, for face to face, he ne'er so changed two natures that the forms of each were ready to exchange their matter. 
they blended each with each in such a way that while the serpent forkwise clove its tail the wounded man together drew his feet the legs and with them even the very thighs so stuck together that in little time their juncture left no mark that could be seen the cloven tail was taking on the shape which there was being lost the skin of one meanwhile was growing soft and hard the others i saw his arms withdraw into his armpits and both the serpent's feet which were not long lengthen as much as those were growing short and then its hinder feet together twisted became the member which a man conceals while from his own the wretch had two thrust forth and while the smoke was veiling both of them with novel hues and generated hair on one side and deprived of it the other the one stood up and down the other fell nor turned aside for that the impious eyes beneath which each of them was changing face the one who stood drew his in toward his temples and from the excessive matter coming there ears issued on his undeveloped cheeks and that which ran not back but was retained of this superfluous matter gave the face a nose and thickened suitably its lips he who was lying down thrust forth his muzzle and backward through his head withdraws his ears even as a snail doth with its horns his tongue which single used to be and prompt to speech divides itself while in the other case the split one closes and the smoking stops the soul which had become a savage beast flees hissing through the trench the other spits behind him as he talks then having turned away from him his just created shoulders he to the third said i'd have brisco run as i have on his belly o'er this path i thus beheld the seventh ballast change and interchange here let its novelty excuse me if it slightly blur my pen and though somewhat bewildered were my eyes and though confused my minds these men could not escape so secretly that i should fail puccio sciancato perfectly to see and of the three companions who came first he only was not changed the other one was he for whom gaville thou dost weep inferno twenty six the eighth circle fraud the eighth trench fraudulent counsellors rejoice o florence since thou art so great 
that thou dost bear thy wings o'er sea and land, while even through hell thy name is spread abroad. Among the Thebes five such as these I found thy citizens, whence shame accrues to me, nor to great honour risest thou thereby. But if the truth be dreamed at dawn's approach, thou feel a little while from now what Prato, of others not to speak, is craving for thee, and were it now, it would not be too soon. So were it then, since thus it needs must be, for it will grieve me more, the more I age. We went away, and up the flight of stairs, the bonds had formed for our descent before. My teacher climbed again, and drew me with him, and as we followed up the lonely path, among the rocks and borders of the crag, our feet proceeded not without our hands. I sorrowed then, and now again I sorrow, when I direct my mind to what I saw, and curb my genius more than I am wont, lest it should run when virtue guides it not, that if a kindly star, or aught that's better have blessed me, I myself may not regret it. As many glow-worms, as the countryman, who on the hillside takes his rest, when he who lights the world least hides his face from us, while to the gnat the fly is giving way, sees down along the valley where perchance he gathers in his grapes or ploughs his field, with just as many flames the whole eight trench was gleaming bright as I perceived at once when I was where its bottom came in view. As he, who by the bears avenged himself, beheld Elijah's chariot when it left, and when to heaven its horses rose erect, since he could not so trace it with his eyes as to see more than just the flame alone, when, like a little cloud, it rose on high, of such a nature were the flames that moved along the gully of the ditch, for none displays its theft, though each a sinner hides. Risen up to look, I so stood on the bridge that without being pushed I would have fallen, had I not grasped a great projecting rock. My leader, who perceived me thus intent, then said, The spirits are within the fires, and each is swathed by that wherewith he burns. My teacher, I replied, I'm more assured through hearing thee, but deemed it so already, and wished to ask thee, Who is in the flames, which comes along so cloven at the top, that from the pyre it seems to rise, whereon Eteocles was with his brother placed. He answered me, Therein are both Ulysses and Diomed tormented, who in pain thus go together as they did in wrath, and in that flame of theirs 
they now bewailed the ambush of the horse which made the gate from which the roman's noble seed went forth there they lament the trick because of which deidamia dead still mourns achilles there the palladium's penalty is paid if they can speak within those sparks said i i pray thee teacher much and pray again that mine be worth to thee a thousand prayers refuse not my request to linger here until the horned flame come this way thou seest that toward it i'm inclined by great desire and he replied to me thy prayer deserves much praise and therefore i accede to it but see thou that thy tongue restrain itself leave speech to me who have a clear idea of what thou wouldst for they since greeks they were might be perchance disdainful of thy words after the flame had come so near to us that time and place seemed fitting to my leader twas in this fashion that i heard him speak o oh, ye that in a single flame are two if i deserved of you when still alive if i deserved of you or much or little when in the world i wrote the lofty verses depart not but let one of you inform us whither when lost he went away to die the greater born them of the ancient flame began to quiver with a murmuring sound as would a flame made weary by the wind and then while swaying here and there its tip as if the latter were the tongue that spoke gave forth a voice and said when i departed from circe who concealed me near gaeta more than a year before aeneas so had named the place nor fondness for my son nor pious reverence for my aged father nor even the bounden love which should have cheered penelope could overcome within me the eagerness i had to gain experience both of the world and of the vice and worth of men but forth i put upon the deep and open sea with but a single ship and with that little company by whom i had not been deserted both the shores i then beheld as far away as spain morocco and the island of the sards and all the rest that sea bathes round about both old and slow were i and my companions when we attained that narrow passageway where hercules set up those signs of his which warned men not to sail beyond their bounds seville i left behind me on the right hand caeta had left already on the other and then i said o oh, brothers ye who now have through a hundred thousand perils reached the west to this so short a waking time still left your senses will not to refuse experience of that world behind the sun which knows not man bethink you of the seed whence ye have sprung for ye were not created to lead the life of stupid animals but manliness and knowledge to pursue so 
eager for the voyage did I make my fellows by this little speech of mine, that after it I hardly could have checked them. Hence to the morning, having turned our stern, we with our oars made wings for our mad flight, ere veering toward the left as on we sped. Night was already seeing all the stars of the other pole, and our pole so low down that from the ocean's floor it never rose. Five times rekindled, and as often quenched, had been the light beneath the moon, since first we entered on the passage of the deep, when, lo, a mountain loomed before us, dim by reason of the distance, and so high it seemed to me that I had seen none such. And we rejoiced. But soon her happiness was turned to grief, for from the new-found land a whirlwind rose and smote our vessel's prow. Three times it made her whirl with all the waters. Then at the fourth it made her stern go up and prow go down, even as another pleased, till over us the ocean's waves had closed. Inferno 27 the eighth circle fraud the eighth trench fraudulent counsellors the flame because of having ceased to speak was quiet and erect and now away from us was going with the gentle poet's leave when lo another which behind it came caused us to turn our eyes up toward its tip by reason of a vague sound issuing thence. As the Sicilian bull, which bellowed first with the lament of him, and that was right, who with his file had given form to it, was wont to bellow with the voice of him who suffered in it, so that though of brass it seemed the one who by the pain was pierced, even so since from the body of the flame they had nor part nor mouth the painful words were changed at first into the latter's tongue but when these words had travelled to the tip and given it that vibration which the tongue when uttered gave to them we heard it say o thou to whom i now address my voice and who just now didst talk in Lombard, saying, Now go thy way, for thee I urge no more, though I perhaps have somewhat late arrived, be not displeased to stop and speak with me, thou seest that I am not, although I burn, if into this blind world thou only now art fallen down from that sweet Latin land whence all my guilt I bring, pray tell me whether the Romagnoles are having peace or war, for I came from the mountains tween Abino and that high peak from which the Tiber springs. While downward I was leaning still intent, my leader touched me on my side and said, Speak thou, for this one an Italian is. And I, who had my answer all prepared, began to speak without delay. O oh, soul! that art concealed down yonder, 
thy romania is not at present and she never was devoid of war within her tyrant's hearts but i left none apparent there just now ravenna is as she for many years has been polenta's eagle so broods there that servia it o'er covers with its wings the town which made the long resistance once and of the french a sanguinary heap beneath the green paws finds itself again Veruccio's former mastiff and the new who foully with montagna dealt their make where they are wont a gimlet of their teeth the cities of lamon and santano the little lion of the white rules, who changes sides from summer-time to winter and that whose flank is by the savio bathed lives as it sits twixt plain and mount a free state half and half a tyranny and now i pray thee tell me who thou art nor harder be than others here have been so may thy name maintain itself on earth after the flame had roared a little while as is its fashion to and fro it moved its pointed tip and then gave forth this breath if i believed that my reply were made to one who to the world would e'er return this flame would stay without another quiver but inasmuch as if i hear the truth none e'er returned alive from this abyss fearless of infamy i answer thee a man of arms i was then cordelia trusting since girded thus to make amends and certainly my trust had been confirmed were it not for that high priest whom ill befall who set me at my former sins again both how and why i'd have thee hear from me while i was still the shape of bones and flesh my mother gave me my performances were not a lion's but a fox's deed all covert practices and hidden ways i knew and i so carried on their arts that to the ends of earth their fame was noised when i perceived at last that i had reached that period of my life when each should strike his sails and coil his ropes what hitherto had given me pleasure i thereat disliked i yielded them repenting and confessing and that alas poor me would have availed the prince of modern pharisees who then hard by the lateran had a war on hand though not with either saracens or jews for christians were all enemies of his and none of them had gone to conquer acre or been a merchant in the soldan's land not heeding in himself his lofty office and holy orders or in me the cord which lena used to make those girt therewith but as upon 
soracti constantine whence bad sylvester heal his leprosy so this one called on me as master leech to cure him of the fever of his pride he asked me for advice but i kept still because his words were like a drunkard's words and then he said let not thy heart mistrust i from now on absolve thee teach me then how i can palestrina overthrow to lock and unlock heaven is in my power as thou dost know two therefore are the keys my predecessor held in small esteem his weighty words then drove me to the point at which the silent course appeared the worse father i therefore said since from the sin thou washest me which i must now commit a promise long drawn out but shortly kept will cause thy triumph on the lofty seat then francis came for me when i was dead but one of our black cherubs said to him remove him not and do no wrong to me among my meals he must needs descend because he gave the fraudulent advice since which till now i've had him by the hair for who repents not cannot be absolved nor yet can one at once repent and will the contradiction not permitting it oh woe for me oh how i shook with fear when after laying hold on me he said perhaps thou didst not think me a logician he carried me to minos and the latter round his hard back eight times and twined his tail and when in great rage he had bitten it a sinner of the thievish fire is this he said hence where thou seest me i am lost and thus robed sorrowing on my way when he had thus completed his discourse the flame departed from us with its grief twisting and lashing its sharp pointed horn i and my leader then passed farther on up o'er the crag as far as the next arch which spans the ditch wherein their due is paid to those who burdens win by severing bonds inferno twenty eight the eighth circle fraud the ninth trench sowers of discord whoever could even with unfettered words tell fully of the blood and of the wounds which now i saw though oft he told the tale all tongues would certainly fall short of it by reason of our speech and of our mind whose means are small for taking in so much if all the people should again assemble who on apulia's fortune ravaged soil suffered of old from all the loss of blood shed by the trojans and in that long war which with its spoil of rings made such high heaps as livy writes who maketh no mistakes with those who felt the painful force of blows received in waging war with robert guiscard and those whose bones are still heaped up together at keparano where a faithless liar 
was Ichapulium, and near Tagliacozzo, where old Alado won, though all unarmed. And if of these one showed a limb pierced through, and one a limb lopped up, twould all be nothing compared with this ninth trench's foul display. No cask, indeed, by loss of middle board or stave, is opened as was one I saw, split from the chin to where one breaketh wind, while down between his legs his entrails hung, his pluck appeared, and that disgusting sack which maketh excrement of what is swallowed. While I on seeing him was all intent, he looked at me, and opening with his hands his breast, he said, See how I am cloven! Behold, I torn apart Mahomet his. Ali in tears moves on ahead of me, cloven in his face from forelock down to chin, and all the others whom thou seest here, disseminators were, when still alive, of strife and schism, and hence a cloven thus. There is a devil here behind, who thus fiercely adorns and to the sword's edge, puts each member of this company anew, when we have gone around the woeful road, because her one return in front of him, the wounds thus made, have all been closed again. But who art thou, that musest on the crag, perhaps to put up going to the torture, adjudge thine accusation of thyself? Death hath not reached him yet, replied my teacher, nor to a torment is he led by guilt, but that complete experience may be given him. I, who am dead, must needs conduct him here, from circle unto circle, down through hell, and this is true, as that I speak to thee. On hearing him, more whether than a hundred, who stopped there in the ditch to look at me, and who, through their surprise, forgot their pain. To Fra Dogino, do thou therefore say, thou, that perhaps wilt shortly see the sun, if soon he would not hither follow me, to arm him so with food, lest stress of snow should give the Novarese a victory, which else would not be easily obtained. When one foot he had raised to go away, Mohammed said these words to me, which done, upon the ground he stretched it to depart. Another then, who had his neck pierced through, his nose cut off as far as neath his brows, and who had one ear only, having stopped to gaze in wonder with the others there, opened before the rest his throat, whose neck vermilion was on every side, and said, O oh, thou, that by thy guilt art not condemned, and whom up in the Latin land I've seen, unless too great resemblance play me forth, call Pierre de Medicina to thy mind, if e'er thou see again the lovely flame, which from Bacelli slopes to Marcabo, and make it known to Fano's two best men, 
to Merso Guido and Angiolello too, that they, unless foreseeing be in vain down here, will from their vessel be cast forth and drowned in sacks near La Catolica through a disloyal tyrant's treachery. Beneath the isles, Madolica and Cyprus, Neptune ne'er saw so great a crime committed by pirates, nay, nor by the agolic folk. That traitor, who sees only with one eye, and holds the town from seeing which one now is with me here, who fain would fasting be, will to a conference have them come with him. He'll then so act, that gainst for Chaco's wind, they'll stand in need of neither vow nor prayer. And I to him, Point out and show to me, if news of thee thou'dst have me bear above, which is the one who hath the bitter sight? Thereat he laid his hand upon the jaw of one of his companions, hoped his mouth, and cried, This is the one, for he speaks not. When exiled, he removed all doubt in Caesar by saying that a man, when once prepared, ne'er brook delay, but to his detriment. Oh, how dismayed that curio seemed to me, who from his throat now had his tongue cut out, yet once had been so daring in his speech. Then one, from whom both hands had been lopped off, raising his maimed arms through the gloomy air, so that his blood befouled his face, cried out, Mosca! Will thou remember too who said, Alas, what's done is done, a speech which proved the seed of evil for the Tuscan race? And death, I thereto added, to thy tribe. Then he, as woe on woe he heaped, went off, as one would whom his grief had made insane. But I remained to look upon the throng, and such a thing I saw as I should be afraid to tell of without further proof. If it were not that conscience reassures me, the good companion which beneath the breastplate of conscious purity emboldens man, I really saw, and still I seem to see it, a trunk without a head which moved along as moved the others, of the mournful herd, and by the hair it held the severed head, which, hanging like a lantern from its hand, was saying, as it gazed at us, Oh, me! With his own self he made himself a lamp, and two in one they were, and one in two. How this can be, he knows, who so ordains. When at the bridge's very foot he was, he raised his arm above him, head and all, that he might thus bring near to us his words, which were, Now see my baneful punishment, thou that though breathing goest to see the dead, see whether any be as great as this, and that thou with thee mayest bear news of me, now that Bertrand born I am, 
the man who gave the youthful king the ill support of sire and son our mutual rebels made a heater by absalom and david with his malicious goadings did no more because i served those who thus were joined i bear my brain around with me alas severed from its foundation in this trunk retaliation thus is seen in me End of chapter 52